Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Around in it, but was extremely neat. Ruth removed her hat, brushed out her blank hair, saw that her dress, shabby as it was, was in apple pie order, put on a neat white apron, and ran downstairs. She first of all entered the parlour. A handsome old man with a decided look of Ruth was seated by the fire. He was holding out his thin, knuckly hands to the blaze. As Ruth came in, he turned and smiled at her. "'Ah, oh, dearie,' he said, "'I have been missing you all day. And how did you like your school? And how is everything? I will tell you after supper, Grandfather. I must go and help Granny now.' that's right that's a good girl oh far be it from me to be impatient i wouldn't be for all the world your granny has missed you too to-day ruth smiled at him and went into the kitchen there were eager voices and sounds of people hurrying about and then a fragrant smell of fried sausages a moment later ruth appeared holding a brightly trimmed lamp in her hands she laid it on a little centre-table, drew down the blinds, pulled the red curtains across the windows, poked the fire, and then proceeded to lay the cloth for supper. Her pile of books, which she had brought in her satchel, lay on a chair. "'Can I have a look at your books while I am waiting? Can't I, little woman?' said the old man. Ruth brought him over the pack of books, somewhat unwillingly. He gave a sigh of contentment, drew the lamp a little nearer, and was lost for the time being. "'Now, child,' said old Mrs. Craven, "'you heat that plate by the fire. Have you got the pepper and salt handy? Sausages ain't worth touching unless you eat them piping hot. Your grandfather wants his beer. Dear, dear, what a worry that is! I never knew that the cask was empty. What is to be done?' i can go round to the shop and bring in a court said ruth but you a member of the shirley school no you mustn't i'll do it nonsense granny i'll leave school to-morrow if you don't let me work for you just the same as ever mrs craven sank into her chair you are a good child she said all day i have been so fretting that we were taking you out of your station and that is a sad mistake sad and terrible but you are a good child yes go for it dear it won't do you any harm ruth wrapped an old shawl round her head 
picked up a jug and went off to the nearest public house they were accustomed to see her there for old mr craven more often than not had his little cask of beer empty she went to a side entrance where a woman she knew served her with what she required there ruth craven she said there it is but all the same i'm surprised to see you here to-night but why so asked ruth isn't it true that you are one of the shirley scholars now i am i joined the school to-day and yet you come to fetch beer for your old grandfather i do said ruth with spirit and i shall fetch it for him as long as he wants it thank you very much she took the jug and walked carefully back to the cottage she's the handsomest most spirited best little thing i've ever met thought the landlady of the lion and she began to consider in her own mind if one of her men could not call round in the morning and leave the necessary beer at the cravens supper was served and was eaten with considerable relish by all three now said old granny when the meal had come to an end you stay and talk to your grandfather he is all agog to hear what you have got to say and i will wash up now then child don't you worry it isn't everybody who has got loving grandparents like us and it isn't many old bodies who have got such a dear little granddaughter said the old man smiling at ruth mrs craven carried the supper things into the kitchen and ruth sat close to her grandfather now tell me child tell me he said what did they do what class did they put you into i am in the third remove a very good class indeed at least they all said so grandfather i don't understand your modern names but tell me what you have got to learn dear what sort of lessons are they going to put into that smart little head of yours oh all the best things grandfather french german english in all its branches music and latin if i like i am determined to take up latin i want to get into the heart of things quite right quite right too and you are ever so pleased at having got in it does seem a grand thing for me doesn't it grandfather most of the girls are ladies aren't they it's a big school between three and four hundred girls i don't suppose they are all ladies well you are anyhow my little ruth and my grandad that is the question what do you think yourself i think so but what does the world say ruth i never told you but your mother was a lady you know what your father was i saved and stinted and toiled and got him a commission in the army he died poor fellow shortly after you were born but he was a commissioned officer in the punjab infantry your mother was a governess but she was a lady by birth her father was a clergyman your parents met in india and they fell in love and married your mother died at your birth and you came home to us yes child by birth you are a lady as good as any of them and good as the best they are dead said ruth i don't remember them i have a picture of my father upstairs it is taken with his uniform on he looks very handsome 
and I have a little watercolour sketch of my mother, and she looks fair and sweet and interesting. But I never knew them. Those I knew and know and love are you, grandfather and granny. Well, dear, when I had the power and the brains and the strength, I kept a shop, a grocer's shop. Dear, and my wife, she was the daughter of a harness-maker. Your grandparents were both in trade. There's no way out of it. But a gentleman and lady for all that, said the girl. She pressed close to the old man, took one of his weather-beaten hands between both of her own, and stroked it. That is as people think, Ruthie. But we weren't in the position, and never expect to be, of those who are high up in the world. I am glad you told me about my father and mother, said the girl. I love both their memories. I am glad to think that my father served the queen, and that my mother was the daughter of a clergyman. But I am more glad to hear that there never was such an honourable man as you, Grandad, and that you made the grocery trade one of the best in the world. It was a bad trade, my darling. I had several severe losses. It was very unfortunate my lending that money. What money? Oh, I will tell you another time. It doesn't really matter. There was a little bit of ingratitude there, but it doesn't matter. Only I made no fortune by grocery, barely enough to put my boy into the army and to educate him for it, and enough to keep us with a pittance now that we are old. But I have nothing to leave you, sweetest. You just have your pension from the government, which don't count for nothing at all. Ruth rose to her feet. I am glad I got into the school, she said. I hope to do wonders there. I mean to take every scrap of good the place opens out to me. I mean to work as hard as ever I can. You shall be desperately proud of me, and so shall Granny, although she doesn't hold with much learning. But I do, little girl. I love it more than anything. I have got such a lovely scheme in my head. I will work alongside of you, Ruth. You and I are the same things. You can lend me the books when you don't want them. What a splendid idea, said Ruth, clapping her hands. You look quite happy, my dear. And so I am. I am about the happiest girl on earth. And now, may I begin to look through my lessons for tomorrow? The old man arranged the lamp where its light would be most comfortable for the keen young eyes, and Ruth sat down to the table, got out her books, and worked for an hour or two. Mrs. Craven came in, looked at her proudly, wagged her head, and returned to the kitchen. After a time she came to the door and beckoned the old man to follow her. But the old man had taken up one of Ruthie's books and was absorbed in its contents. He was muttering words over under his breath. "'Coming, wife, coming presently,' he said. Ruth's head was bent over her books. Mr. Craven rose and went on tiptoe into the kitchen. "'We mustn't disturb her, Susan,' he said. "'We must let her have her own way. She must work just as long as she likes. She is going to be a great power in the land, is that child, with her beauty and her talent. There's nothing she can't aspire to.' "'Now don't you be a silly old man,' said Mrs. Craven. "'And what on earth were you whispering about to yourself when I came in?' I am going to work with her. It will be a wonderful stimulation. 
and a great interest to me. I always was keen for book-learning. Mrs. Craven suppressed a sigh. If I even had fifty pounds, she said, I wouldn't let that child spend every hour at school. I'd dress up smart and take her out, and get her the very best husband I could. Why, old man, what does a woman want with all that learning? If a woman has brains, she's bound to use them, replied the old man, as he sat down by the kitchen fire. Meanwhile, Ruth went on with her lessons. After a time, however, she uttered a sigh. She flung down her books and looked across the room. If he only knew, she said under her breath, if he only knew that I was practically sent to Coventry, that none of the nice girls will speak to me. But never mind, I won't tell him. Nothing would induce me to trouble him on the subject. End of chapter 2